Frothies, we're back again to get stuck into all the events of State of Origin 1 and get stuck, uh, oh, how do you get stuck forward? Look at uh, round 14 of Rugby League coming up. Barnyard, what's happening, mate? Not, not a great deal, mate. Got home from work not long ago, so good to go back there again tomorrow, which is always fun. <laughs> you own yourself. No, the same. It's generally how society works, I've found, is the repetition of work seems to be key to it. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> despite my best best efforts to do otherwise, at some points I get dragged in. But uh, sure. yeah, anyway, we soldier on. Uh, how did you enjoy last night? Yeah, it was um, decent atmosphere with a couple of the boys around there <laughs> at the at the local. Um, at the end of the day, um, it was a it did get scrappy at times, but it was a pretty physical and uh, pretty physical game of footy. Uh, it wasn't any massive high skill levels apart from a couple of moments in the game where it really did break open. But, yeah, it was definitely a, 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 um, a physical encounter. So? Ah, it was all right. Yeah, I enjoy I don't get as invested in State of Origin as some people do. I enjoy watching it for what it is, I guess. So, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's all right. I thought Ashley Klein liked the sound of his whistle. A little slippery, which I think sort of made things a little bit, um, yeah, a bit uglier to watch. But, um, yeah. All in all, decent game of footy. Yeah, it was a high-quality game, high-enough quality game of footy, I guess. Um, there's still a few errors, and like I was about to say, Ashley Klein liked the sound of his whistle more than a, a regular Origin game, I would say. I dare say we might see a bit of a more lax approach on the offside coming up in game two, but we'll see. Um, what the, you've, have you done the stats? Why don't we start there like we normally yeah, do? Yeah, got some stats in front of us. So it was, so ended up being 26 for Queensland, 18 for New South Wales which came to five tries to three, three out of five conversions, played three out of three for New South Wales. 81% completion, played 79%. New South Wales with 184-plus running metres and 99-plus post-contact metres. Three line breaks from both teams. 38 tackle busts, played 39. Two offloads, four. Two forced dropouts for New South Wales. 140-20 for Queensland. 357 tackles, played 324. Eight errors to ten, eight penalties conceded to six, two ruck infringements against Queensland, and a sin bin against Queensland. Yes, it. Uh, well, you all started. Obviously, those that have watched Origin for a long time would have started getting nervous once Queensland were down to fourteen players and a sin bin and everything else. Uh, you knew they were going to pull something out of a hat because they always do, uh, quite simply. And I mean, where do you want to start with looking at this game? I guess we'll run through the ebbs and flows, and then maybe touch on a couple of the. Some of perhaps the criticism since and what we think went right or wrong. Uh, yeah, as you said, the game itself, decent enough game. Uh, physical, what you'd expect from Origin, physical. Probably not as high a skill level as you'd expect, but if you're blaming the surface, um, I think perhaps back to Suncorp, well, maybe not, back to Suncorp should see that open up next time. But uh, we're now in a position where no New South Wales team has ever won the series from behind heading away for game two, so... We'll see if uh, they can defy history too. I don't know if this is necessarily the one to do it. But, yeah, what did you make of the game? They play like that. They'll get absolutely walled up in Queensland. Yes, they will. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was a pretty stop-start for that first 10 or 15 minutes. A few penalties, as you mentioned, errors, guys slipping over. And um, I think there was a lot of nervousness from both teams, realistically, at the, the start of this game, which sort of stopped them from going out of their way to spread the ball, especially in that first 10 minutes. So it's a pretty similar state to most games, realistically. They uh, they play down the 
directly down the middle for a very long time and then before they start to spread the ball. But I thought New South Wales were probably on top in the first five to ten minutes just through the physical, in that physical engagement in the middle of the field. But uh, as soon as Queensland started to spread the ball, there's a couple of nice little uh, early spreads and early kicks to change the momentum of the game and get on the outside of a few uh, pretty poor tackles there from New South Wales and uh, they, they ran in two real quick tries there back-to-back. Back. Uh, it's really put the, put New South Wales behind a long way and you could see the body language completely change. Um, still don't think, still think Newcastle, uh, New South Wales probably were physically a, a touch better than Queensland for the majority of the game, uh, except for when the ball did get out to those outside edges. It felt, to be honest, it felt a little bit like, uh, given the physical dominance um, of, well, like, like, let's be honest, what, what did the possession end up? But for, it, with 15 minutes to go, at least it was, it was closer to 60, I think it was about 67 with 15 minutes to go. Uh, New yeah. South Wales' favourite, and a lot of that was in the Queensland attacking line. So, quite frankly, and, and admittedly, uh, there were two fantastic try savers from Tuolungi. Uh, absolutely outstanding. Absolutely uh, one of individual effort, and one with um, both both great efforts on his part to to hold them up. They, but realistically, a, a team like that. They were pretty special moments, really. Oh, absolutely, uh, and game yeah. or game saving moments, but game changing moments, you could argue. But it didn't really change New South Wales momentum at the time. But given the dominance they had. Uh, I thought their attack was. Well, you, you can't say any otherwise. It's New South Wales attack was poor. Uh, it was like it, it was like watching. It was embellic of watching some of the spluttering Panthers games and some of the and some of the Roosters attack this year. Uh, yeah, and I guess the key personnel, uh, well, have been involved with both across those two teams. Uh, but it, you got to say it's disappointing in terms of why don't we work? Why don't we work through Queensland? Because in general, look, their forwards were monstered. Uh, Collins took a while to warm into the game, but it was quite good, I thought, by the end of the game. But um, perhaps lacking a bit of size and losing uh, losing Gilbert to injury obviously didn't help. So Manning Cotter soldiered through and um, and did a great great effort out there. Uh, (laughs) But by and large, they were just dominated and um, Gilbert's work rate would have probably changed a little bit. But I can see them looking, as we've said, you know, someone like Mo, just a bit more size in the front can help them next game. But uh, I can't imagine them changing too much. They'll look for someone with Gilbert, but Nanai's fit now, so he might even come straight back in. Uh, but for a forward pack that were on on the back foot for a big part, they did a very very good job at um, controlling the ruck in the mm. tackle. Uh, they, New South Wales never really seemed to get back to back quick play the balls. They might get one here or there, but there was never that role where they'd sort of get through the line and then do it again, do it again. Um, well, that I guess came down to sort of. The numbers that they put into the tackles once they knew they had the, the man secured, they'd throw an extra body or two in there just to really spend a bit of extra time in and around in, in the ruck and slow it slow it down a fair bit. Um, yeah, well, actually, just looking at the play said, ball speeds, they're all closer to four seconds than uh, otherwise. Just looking through it now, and that being that, said, yeah. New South Wales never really earned the right for quick play the balls either. The while they were getting a few extra you know, post-contact metres, and they, they were constantly probably getting, you know, eight to ten metre hit-ups. They No way did they really bend the line or um, even crack it. Some, I think at one point, Frizzell stuck his nose through off yep. a really nice inside ball. 
But they played that absolute death by the end of the game. How many times they floated across the field and dropped forward back on the inside. And by the end of the game, Queensland were all set up and just waiting for it. Realistically, you saw a couple of times where the, the halves got absolutely belted by because they were wasting time looking for the, the inside man on the inside shoulder or their, their support runner got absolutely belted as well. So. And again, um, so me, that's been the Panthers trademark this year, hasn't it? That inside support runner. Um, big difference when the ball did shift out past the, you know, past that A and B defender for mine was how direct Queensland were in with, with their running of the ball and their support runners as well. There, there wasn't, you didn't see them turning and coming back on different angles and constantly chopping and changing and sort of stopping and starting like New, like New South Wales were. And they did it so many times in this game, especially the likes of Luai and, um, Tedesco was the main one, realistically. How many times he got himself caught in a corner and did that thing that we've spoken about for the last couple of years where he gets completely lost and starts running around in circles and then supports don't know where to go from there. So they all just sort of stop as well and everything just breaks down. Um, Queensland, with the likes of Munster and, and uh, Cherry Evans, were running directly at their, at their opposite player or on their outside shoulder to get into that extra space. And then they were... Um, the support runners were running at the holes and a lot of direct, fast running, which made a massive difference when they did get that wide. Um, you could see how much more it stretched the defence of New South Wales than what New South Wales could do to Queensland at any time, apart from really the short ball that Martin strolled through to score under the post. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good overall uh, overall summation, I'd say. Uh, in terms of individual personnel, who caught your eye for Queensland the most? Well, let's actually touch on the debutant. There's not a lot to talk about here in terms of um, debutants because they all did their job. But Reese Walsh, I thought, was serviceable. Uh, fine mm. in defence, got involved with a bit of niggle, but it wasn't his style of game either. Uh, and Didn't get caught out of position at all under no. any kicks. Um, he was always in and around the, the half bombs that kept going up all night, which has been... A criticism we had of Cleary a few years ago. I don't think he kicked one higher than the goalposts. I mean, you know he can kick a lot higher than that. They were def- It was a definite plan, obviously, to be landing on the heads of the halves and have Tommy j- trying to jump over the top of them. But they they got in his way. They got they stopped him so many different times, and he just couldn't get there for the contest the majority of the time. And that left Reese Walsh and his counterparts to sit underneath it. I just realised the irony of that plan as well uh, is that that's how Queensland won the game. By putting one over the top of one of those bombs over the top of ours. But anyway. Um, yeah, so he was great. Uh, I thought, who were the other guys? Chimed in a couple of times very nicely on that that back, you know, that sweet play that fullbacks love these days. And um, just caught New South Wales on the back foot, which led to quite a few sort of half breaks and meters and momentum changes for Queensland. I thought um, Cherry Evans' kicking game was fantastic again. That 40-20 was a very pivotal uh, point in the game where it was just sort of New South Wales seemed to be just getting the upper hand in the field position battle. And then sure enough, the 40-20 comes on tackle three or whatever it was and Queensland are back down the other end. And I don't think it was too much uh, longer into the game where they put some points on after that as well. Uh, That was a a massive turning point. Well, here's the thing with um, the Queensland halves, as they've done for a long time now, ice their moments for all the mm-hmm. all the chances both the New South Wales halves had. Uh, DCE, like as you said, right when it was really starting to show, he iced a 40-20, changed momentum, got Queensland back on top. 
And Munster touched the ball, what, five times? And had, what, three try assists and a try? So, um, <laughs> like, it's about, you know, you know when those play, sort of players are quiet for a bit, you know they've got something coming. And um, that's why they were the difference in the game, ultimately. You can't say for 80 minutes. But it's been a, a similar story for the last couple of years, especially in the kicking game in, in the origin. Cleary doesn't seem to want to take a chance. He has yeah. his goes into a game where he's set with his three different kicks he's going to do his grub or his bomb and just his normal long kick to a corner cherry evans again i think three or four times in this game kicked well before the last tackle there was one he kicked on the second tackle i'm pretty sure another one on the third or the fourth and it really swung the momentum around obviously you've got the big guys trying to get back on side which makes a massive difference in uh, even being able to set up for the next set of six because you've had two wingers hit it up and now you're searching for somebody who's still not back on side because they've been coming back 50 metres from a kick. Um, haven't seen that out of Cleary in origin. No. Seen him do it once or twice in club games, but it just seems to me the very he's very formulaic in the way he goes about these origin games and he doesn't seem to go far outside of the box. Well, these he, other two halves are quite happy to to have a crack at doing something different. Here's the um, and here's the here's the thing with the, the New South Wales halves because we've already spoken about the Queensland one, is that um, exactly like you said, he he and he is a formulaic player by and large. He's a, a player in systems. He's got the best out of his game and had success doing that at a club level. Uh, and the the Cleary defenders, um, we've had a few already, and I've seen rugby league. In my opinion, already put up the list of credentials that he's already achieved because, you know. Apparently that's the only defence I have these days. Um, And, of course, he's done good stuff to date. But if you're comparing apples to apples, the reason a a technician like Cooper Cronk was so great was because he had Inglis, uh, Inglis Smith, Slater, and whoever else was a DC at six or whoever else before that around him uh, and was able to get the best out of those players in that combination – it doesn't feel like they and for uh, for all the spruik of a Panthers combination, it doesn't feel like he has any combination with any of that spine at times. Uh, in in that, if he's going to be the technician, he'll kick us into position. He'll do. Who else is then bringing more to the table? So if the combination doesn't work and you're sticking with Cleary, do you then need to go and find? I, and I don't know if we have one. Like the closest you've probably got in terms of someone who can create stuff like that is. Uh, is is Cody Walker? I'd suggest, unless you're going to give Nico a play, or do you say, right, it's obviously not working. If Luai's fine and the others are fine, do we go and does Nico play even better? Is Mitchell Moses a bet someone that can just kick you know, a kilometre in a game and perhaps find something a better option? Is Adam Reynolds doing the same? Like he's only feels like that sort of level. Um, so, is the system? My point is, is he? Is he at odds with the system they're in, ironically, given that it's a Panther spine? Or do they are we just is there further is the game plan the issue? Is there further problems with that? I think they just got in each other's way a hell of a lot, to be honest, <laughs> in this game. Uh, there was no real set they didn't have any depth in attack. They're playing yeah. extremely flat, <clears throat> which doesn't give you any time to put on footwork or get size up your opposition to try and, you know, sort out an angle on, on which to beat them. Uh, whereas on the other side of the field, Queensland were playing probably twice as deep as what New South Wales were in attack, yeah. which obviously gives you a bit of time to get build up a bit of pace before you hit the line and you can um, change your angles and all sorts of things to make the defence start guessing what's going to happen. Um, they just seemed to play really flat for mine. Isaiah Yeo worked his ass off, but in attack he was a detriment, I thought, in this game. 
He seemed to just get in the way of the ball getting out wide and uh, a lot of, as I mentioned before, angle changes and turning players back on the inside. I was screaming out for the last half an hour of this game, just get the fucking thing out wide. Like, yeah. Get one, two passes out to Tommy and give him a bit of time and space to try and size up his opposition number. Get Fox, get get a little grubber in behind and try and get Fox yeah, to beat his man with pace and get it. Yeah. All he has to do is fall over and put a hand on the ball. Um, <clears throat> yeah, for mine, I think Yo probably got in the way a little bit. And I probably would have preferred to see Murray in there for large parts of this game where he was just going to put his head down and run straight into the line and then you can work off the back of that rather than... Well, you know, you know Murray's just going to... For... Murray's burrowing up, popping, getting a three-second play the yeah. ball. As opposed to Yo, does have gonna... a short pass if you've got someone yeah. on his shoulder, and he does have an offload as well. But he's not going around trying to be that link man. He's no. going to be a forward more so than being. Yeah, that's that, right. That and and Yo's player. always going to try and stand in either stand and stand and offload or use it for work at the line, which is going to result in that slow play the ball. Um, Did not see a cutout pass from New South Wales all night that no. I can remember, and that really got my blood boiling towards the back end of this game. As I said, no. so many opportunities. People are out saying, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to say Luai had a bad game, but he was nowhere near as good as some people that you're hearing on the radios and on the TV. Well, what do you get? What do you get? It was officially two tries. This one, he'd already run through the line and, you know, basically passed the ball, like the damage had been done. Hmm. Uh, still oh, had, it was still done before he even got the ball. Exactly. Yeah. Still to execute, it did. And the other one, um, yeah, sort of similar. Um Martin, if Martin doesn't run that line, it doesn't matter who was standing on the inside. All you had to do was hit him somewhere near the chest and he yeah. was scoring. So they weren't going to touch him. That yeah. was his line run. And I think Crichton flattered him. Uh, flattered Luai in this game. Don't get me wrong, he probably still deserves a shot in the second game. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Crichton really made him look a lot better than what he was, especially in the attacking side of the game. He had one of his better defensive games that I think I've seen Luai have. Mm. Still got stripped a couple of times, but you, you know, you know, you know what you're going to get with him. So I think he defend as well as he could, uh, especially if you tried his ass off. Especially if you're not going to have a, like a full time bodyguard, uh, and they mm. were rotating yeah. their forwards perhaps too much, uh, which uh, didn't. Yeah, I'm not really sure what through. Hudson Young. I know Hudson Young got a penalty against him for the strip, but for mine, he was one of the more productive guys in the early early goings of this game, and I thought he probably deserved another crack. Out there, I would have liked to have seen both Martin and and um, Young out there at the same time, both down that left edge. I think that would have created a lot of problems. Well, and the other thing, I think happen. the only time Borlo, Yo, and Hass were actually on the field at the same time was in the last eight minutes, which yeah. is a bit bizarre. I like I, th- their rotation. I don't know if there was a plan or whether it was just made up as they went along. Uh, well, look, the the two other elephants in the room, I guess, uh, is Freddie Fitler. And uh, Tedesco, mm-hmm. you've sort of covered that. Is there anything you want to talk about with Teddy? Uh, is his time coming? I mean, he's 32. Is it just well, a, a is it just a general form think... thing? If they're having a bad year, and maybe maybe his form is more. Is it, maybe the issues at the Roosters are just a reflection of his own form as well. So in some ways, not that he's been bad yeah, at all for the it. Roosters, but yeah. How many runs did he had? Because he, he ran 217 meters, but we saw it last year as well, where he just was in the way. Um, more than anything. But how many? I reckon there was probably two of those runs out of the 20, 20 odd runs that he had where he ran directly at the player standing in front of him. Yeah. The majority of the time he was running 
sideways, inching forwards. But and there was, and there was two sets sp- um, where he just decided he was going to be first receiver for no apparent reason as well. Just um, like taking space off his outside guys. Um, his passing game, yeah, is not good enough to be involved that much in in the play. To be yeah. honest, um, unless you're putting on shapes like the Sharks do with Will Kennedy or Brisbane do with Reese Walsh. There's no real reason for your fullback to be involved as often as Tedesco was in this game, unless you're obviously you're popping up and you're hitting holes and you're getting balls off second phase play, and you're actually causing damage. But yeah, he, I reckon, at least half of those meters were sideways. I don't know how he how he got that many meters meters na- uh, next to his name because yeah, most of them were forwards. Is and the next thing is we've already mentioned we didn't quite understand rotation. Didn't understand. there was a real sorry there was a really nice run off Tedesco with about ten minutes to go, where he actually put his head down, ran straight in behind the markers, and made about fifteen meters and got a quick mm. play of the ball. That was about the only time I actually saw him pick out someone to run at and just run it straight at him, which used to be his thing. He what he was best known for was running straight strong through. hard lines yeah. on the inside of people getting second phase ball and just. Blowing people apart, yeah, or chiming in in the centres and just running straight at or straight past someone out there, but yeah, looking the, the ball too early and too much time, and he's too much time to think about it. The the Freddie thing is interesting because it now feels like it's it's a few years in a row where he's everything New South Wales does is reactive. Last year was all about the oh we've got to have Tupo in the team in case Coates jumps higher than someone. Oh, we've got to do it this way. And this year is all about, oh, well, we've got, we, we've got a little bit manhandled, so we better go for be, find physical players. Uh, and picking TPJ, who only had an eight-minute, I think it was an eight-minute stint, the first one, and then felt like he wasn't going to come back on. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and but even that seemed to backfire. The bigger physical physical blokes like Kipolos, Haas, and TPJ were getting held up in the tackle. Yeah. They weren't trying to smack them. They weren't trying to put them on their backs. They were holding them up. They were dancing with them, rolling around in circles with two and three players and getting your four and a half, five second play the balls yeah. instead of your two and a half, three second play the balls that you want. Um, New South Wales were nowhere near as direct enough at any time in this game. Happy tried his ass off, but Jeezy flew out of the line and missed a fucking heap of tackles. Mm. <laughs> I know he put a couple of really nice shots on and, did some really good cover defense, taking some guys' legs out and stuff like that. But it's a lot of I noticed just direct one-on-one misses charging out of the line and leaving leaving holes in blinding. I didn't think his um his service was the greatest for the first half. It got it did get better as we went on, but um and and some of the times he was it was all the, the he was that far from the ruck. It was almost like it was a game plan to not have him directly involved. It was weird in the. In the first half, but yeah, New South Wales killed themselves with the amount of time that the ball held in in hands. Like they just spent way too much time sort of running and jogging up and down on the one spot, just hanging on the football rather than letting the football go or kicking in behind the line and trying to you know put the pressure on that way by turning the the opposition around. It just seemed very very confusing. I don't know why. Do you think well? Look, Freddie's probably if they lose this game, he's gone anyway. But I can see game two. Well, a couple, a couple of questions here, uh, and I'll answer them in advance from my end. But I can see game two, what they'll do. New South Wales don't chase well. I can see there being overreactions. They'll flick. What they'll do is they'll flick TPJ. They'll probably flick Hudson Young, 
uh, I and I think they'll go straight back to the blokes he trusts. Angus Crichton will be called back in. Uh, Jake Turbo will be called back in if he's fit, and they'll just go with tried and true, which um, admittedly they didn't have the chance to do with, with Jake. Um, with injury, uh, I think he's got about another three weeks, so he might be touch and go. Uh, and I don't know if Jake was the whole series. Oh, there maybe is, Jake. but if he's if he's if he's not fit, um, it'll be interesting to see what they do then. And uh, probably look, they might even go and pluck a Kolomatangi and Olakuatu now next in line. I'd suggest so, uh, and they'll pray that Latrell's fit. Is the yeah. other thing. But that said, I don't think Stephen Crichton was particularly bad. Uh, he had a couple of defensive lapses. He was close in his um, Outside of Liam Martin, he was the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply for me, I would be looking to look. It's pretty simple. I'd who do they who do Queensland least like? Would would Queensland least like to come up against in the first fifteen minutes? I'll suggest that's Haas, Borlo, Martin, Murray, and Yo. Why wouldn't you just start that? Why try and have ducks and drakes? Just start that and then see what we got. Uh, if you if you're going to pick a physical a Kolomatangi or an Olakowatu, who's I have concerns about in defence, particularly the second one. Um, they're there to be a bench player with some footwork and and get involved. Maybe a, maybe a Madison that does that role regularly. Madison with an offload. Yeah, that can cover both. So. Uh, I, the other one I don't understand, which we've touched on a little bit, is having Tommy in the team just to be a battering ram. Again, why not spread early, isolate mm. him, try and have him do what he does best. If he can't, if he's not capable of doing it, then just play Campbell Graham, like, or just or yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like and uh, someone who's been there, done that, and and go from there. Any thoughts on any of that? Uh, just on first thoughts, from what I saw coming from the Queensland side, if it was up to me, I would be to go with the like, like my team completely my choice would be Campbell Graham in the centres with Brighton on the other side with Toto um, Lee Fox yeah, I'd be putting Tommy back to fullback yeah I'd probably it'd probably be, I think it's his time for Tedesco to go um, Teddy would have been a much better option back at fullback in this game than uh, sorry Tommy would have been a much better option than Teddy in this game uh, and then you are Looking at the like Murray to start, Cody Walker as your option as a six outside of um, Cleary, and then probably yeah, a cooler Matungi as well because you know how much they love their combinations. And Souths at the moment are leading comps, so I dare say you'd be probably leaning towards the South combination, and you might even see Appy go out the hook as well. Well, which you've got to consider as a complete overreaction if they do do that, given Nico. Mm. Wouldn't have come on. Sorry, essentially. No, that's not what. Yeah, that's not what I would do. That's what I think. That would I do. think he's going to lean yeah. very heavily towards the South South combination now. Yeah. Um, because and Cody Walker, I reckon got, they, I, I reckon they'll six, freak out five or six more try assists than anybody else in the game at this present time. Um, Gamble Graham's leading try scorer, or close enough to get the trail back in the team fit, and it just all sort of leans towards that Souths. I'd be I'd be sticking very close to what I had, to be honest. Um, as I said, Luo probably doesn't deserve not to have another game, but going into game two, you either got to give Nico a chance or get him out of the team. Yes, that's where um, I was headed. He, he, he could probably even be the 18th man, but he can't be on your bench as a 17th man. That needs to be someone like Campbell Graham or Matt Burton. Or, or two hookers. Or another forward, or just a forward. Yeah. yeah. Or it's a second hooker. Yeah. 
the, I could see them. I could see them. Uh, no, I couldn't see them. I'm going to suggest this. Sorry, I just had the random thought. I do like that. your. I do like your option with just get your best forwards out there straight away. Have Murray starting with with uh, Yo and Hass and Paulo, and just take it to them from the start. Well, yeah, like I said, who would they least want to play? Another one I thought of. And uh, Liam Martin was fucking amazing. In this he game. was. He was. Um, Considering the Blake's played three or four games of footy this year, he was <laughs> on an. Well, how he doesn't start? He should just be. He should just be starting every game. Hmm. Yeah. And leave him. Out you saw the game. impact he had as soon as he came on. You get that going from the first minute of the game. Yeah. And uh, well, the other thought I had, and you sort of touched on it. Right, there's clearly no Nico was there as a. A courtesy more than anything is just to probably shut everyone else up and go, oh, well, he, he deserves to be there, so let's pick him. So dropping back to 18th man, what about the idea of, or the thought, if you, they've apparently guaranteed Tedesco his spot for the season series, right. and I assume they're going to guarantee Cleary his spot as well, which, fine, that's fine. Move Teddy to six and Latrell to one. I don't think Teddy's a six. But he plays as one. Or, or Tommy to one, for example. Or Latrell to six. I think you'd, if you're going to put any one of those three into six, I think Latrell would be the six. Given, I don't think any of those personnel will be the ones they'll they'll change. It'll be others that they'll no, be No, no, those them. three will still be staying in the but, side. Um, and then put, if you want to play Luai at 14, that's fine. He does the same thing as Nico anyway. Or what Nico didn't do. It was an absolute waste to have Nico there. Um, and he comes on and plays, gets put out in the centres, obviously, because Tommy gets a head knock and he just clearly wasn't up to defending out there. Um, they went straight to him, went straight around him. But the big part on that was the guys inside him didn't do their job either. There was three guys on the inside of him and none of them moved sideways. Yeah. Where there, there was no communication. There should have been the likes of, you got Murray and Cleary on his inside. They've had that much experience in football, let alone Origin Arena. They should have been screaming and pointing and telling people where they needed to be. And they all ran up, stood shoulder to shoulder and fucking didn't make a tackle. Monster <laughs> yeah. runs around and puts hammer away. Uh, and the gap was massive. There should have been someone screaming. Where was Tedesco? Australian New South Wales captain. Where's he? He's not there screaming at blokes, telling them they need to get out the wing. I hate to say it. I was the, doing um, it. I hate to say it that the... <laughs> The theme of the night was probably where was Tedesco uh, yeah. on the first grubber on the on that play on the uh, other. You know he got he got out. I'm left pretty sure he was the last man to make contact in two other tackles as well. But if that bomb goes up at scored. the other end, eight Queenslanders swarm on whoever's underneath it. Absolutely. And no one was within Lindsay apart from Collins Teddy. No one was in. Stretches out over the top of Teddy. Uh, Teddy and Luai both had a shot on Cobo before he scored, and both really should have got him. They barely budged the bloke. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He tripped over more than anything else and then picked his feet up and just slid over the line. But... And you got to give kudos to Queensland because they're the ones under the pub as well. Just a few blokes who didn't mention. Harry Grant had to defend a lot more than they thought he was going to have to. And Ben Hunt, the same, uh, out with Cotter. And they, they smothered the edge. Uh, and they had they big moments of, like, they went five, ten-minute periods basically not having the ball. They just had to tackle their their ass off, stay somewhere within the game. Um, they were super physical. They were much more physical than us in the outside backs. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I thought would definitely be the other way around, but it wasn't. Um, 
I don't think Hammer missed a tackle. He made about 15 or 16 tackles. Looked really good, ball in hand. Uh, Cobbo the same. Bow missed one or two, but he did a really good job shutting down that that edge as well because they continually did go there and ask questions of him considering how how he's um, had a couple of really rusty games in the last few weeks come leading into Origin. He was fantastic again, Origin Arena. Yeah, New South Wales got frustrated. They weren't trying enough to try and do anything different to disturb the defence of Queensland, and they just ate them up. Yeah. Is this and like well, final word because we we'll move on. Uh, is is this just going to be the the core New South Wales we're lumped with until someone's got I don't know who you put in charge next year and who's going to have the guts to come in and go? You know what? We're going to have to drop six of these blokes or, or try a new spine. Yeah, it's a good question because <laughs> these guys are performing in, in uh, normal footy. Mm. They just they need to be basically told, I don't care if you fuck up three and four times. I need you to be trying things. I need you to be putting in your grubbers, your chip kicks. I need you to really make this defence think about what's happening. And I wonder throw, if... Um, throw a few if, big cutout passes. I wonder, if, I wonder if New expecting. South Wales score first, it's a whole different setup. Like they have that confidence, mm. whether they freeze a little bit, and I don't know. Well, they're going to have to go out and really sing this ball around when they go up to Queensland because they're going to need at least twenty points to win the second game. So yeah, if they go out and try to play a structured, uh, grind them into the into the ground with fifty thousand supporters and a Queensland team that'll be bouncing off the walls up there, they'll get flogged. I think I think I think we'll see the um, the South connection. I think Cook comes back. I think they'll bring well, obviously, hopefully Latrell and probably call them a tongue ear all in that team the next time out for better or worse because they might go, they might not win a game between now and um, the next Origin as well. <laughs> They've lost the last True. couple, but anyway, any final words, Barn, or should we get stuck into what's next? Oh, you have to give kudos to Queensland. Uh, they soaked up so much pressure. A lot of other teams would have just fallen apart if New South Wales shot themselves in the foot plenty of times, but they, they did put enough pressure on. Queenslanders hung tough and did everything they needed to do. So I've got to give special mention to the likes of Cotter, who ended up playing 80 minutes and doing a shit ton of work. I thought Walsh was probably one of their better players when he got involved. Cobbo rates really highly in this game. I thought he was tremendous. And their halves just did their job and then had a moment, uh, both had a, a flash or two of brilliance added on top of it as well. So, well done, Queensland. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Pat Carrigan, we didn't mention uh, in all that, led the run metres by uh, 30 metres or so and made 30 plus tackles. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, they Tremendous they event. have a better, you know, they do origin better, simple as that, and have done for a long time. Okay, so we've got a preview to get stuck into now. We will kick off oh, very quickly. Do you have any PCTC news or anything to look at? Cool. No, I haven't. Um, That's right. I've been doing the night shift, mate, so I've been basically coming home in a couple of hours. And We're still running last. Uh, quick shout-out to <laughs> Scotty from uh, rugbyleaguemerch.com. He's on fire in Supercoach uh, in the top 1%. Mm. Just keeps racking up points there, so keep kicking goals and repping there. Scotty, and also check out his website, rugbyleaguemerch.com, and buy some nice beanies. Round 14 of the National Rugby League kicks off 8 p.m. Friday. Is it the 8 p.m. game? I thought it was 6. 
Oh, There's okay. only one game on Friday. Certainly makes a lot more sense. Cool. Uh, 8 p.m. Friday night as the Tigers host the Raiders at Campbelltown. For the Tigers, their unchanged Appy has been named to play at nine, given he ended up playing 80 minutes and they've got a seven-day turnaround again. I would suggest he either comes off the bench or young Talon De Silva, who has been tearing up junior football from more reports, might come onto the the, uh, the bench and see Simpkins start. For the Raiders, Young is named to start. I guess we'll see there. Uh, no, Jared, no Jared Croker. Yeah, and he played half hour. He'll be right. Jared Croker has been arrested with Hopper White and Tomoko, the centres. Uh, obviously, Hawira Naira is going to be out for some time. Frawley, Eta Mariota onto the bench with uh, Starling and Emre Gula. What we And Seb Chris is out, actually. Harley Smith-Shields uh, is the new fullback. Some big outs, actually, the more I think about this. But uh, how are you going to tip here, Barney? Should you get your thoughts? This is probably the first time that the Tigers have had an opposition that could probably beat them in the middle of the field for a little while. Um, they have, you know, been quite dominant in the middle of the field, and I think this will be a really big test with the likes of Papali'i and um, Tarpane, who were dominant last week in the middle of the field for, for the Raiders. Um, this is going to be a really tough... I think this will be a stalemate for a good part of this game. I think there'll be 50 or 60 minutes where you'll be thinking, what the fuck is this? It could be something like four all for a big part of this game, or six all, I think. And then um, you might just get a couple of guys at the back end slip through and score a couple of tries. Um, I'm going to go with the Raiders just through the fact that I think they have a little bit more um, second phase play in them, and that might be the way that you're going to need to win this game. Uh, a, a bit of an offload or a, a short ball through the, through the forward pack. Uh, go with Tarpane, man of the match, and I'll go with Whiten's first try. I'm going to be bullish and say they come off the bye, the Tigers, and uh, keep their decent form going. I, I am scared of what you said with the forwards, but if conversely, if you want to see a team that can match up against the Canberra yeah, forward yeah, they pack, can match it's, Canberra. Uh, yeah, it's this one. Scared of the form Hawes Brazil, and perhaps a point to prove given there is a back row spot up for grabs. In a couple of weeks, in the maroon jersey, looking forward to seeing that clash. Actually, Ice and uh, Bateman against Young and Horsburgh, because a lot of bodies will be throwing, being thrown around on both sides. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm going to hope that they continue to get some early spread on the ball and put some pressure on the Canberra out, the Canberra outside backs, uh, and make Tomoko and, and uh, Hopper Wade have to make some decisions there with some footwork. Uh, I'm going to go Tigers one to twelve at home. Man of the match, John Bateman. I think he's been in really good form this last month without, uh, I don't want to say flying under the radar, but doesn't always show in the stats. And I think he, uh, with a bit more, bit more, now he's had a couple of months under his belt, end of freshen up, be ready to go. First try scorer, no Faluma out on an edge. Saturday kicks up, uh, kicks off even with uh, the Warriors. Hosting the Dolphins at home. Freddie Lustig is out. Wade Egan starts. Mitch Barnett's back, and he comes onto the bench with Bailey Siren and Josh Curran and Dylan Walker. They also welcome back, uh, uh, who else? Oh, no, Luke Metcalf stays in the side. 
for the Dolphins. They look pretty much like they did last week. Uh, the bench is still – Tegan Tawari still on the bench there. What do you make of this one? This is a, an interesting game to tip. This is a really tough game to tip, to be honest. Uh, the two very good forward packs that will go toe-to-toe. Some very good talent in the outside backs and some informed talent too in the likes of uh, Dallin and Isako. Rocco Berry's a bit rocks and diamonds, but Aiken's been in fantastic form recently. So has Chance Nickel-Clockstad and um, Nicarima. So this could be an absolute belter by the time we finish watching this game. Um, I think there might be some points in this game. I think it's probably mid to high 20s for both teams by the by the end of it. And um, could just end up being a shootout at the back end of this game. I know Warriors have struggled a little bit recently to score some points, but I think if it's any team that they're going to be able to get uh, a bit of joy out wide, it might be this one. So I'm actually going to tip the Warriors just to outlast the Dolphins in this game. You've got a few blokes uh, with the... You've got a few blokes out off the back of Origin. You've got the likes of Mitch Barnett returning, which should only help the, the middle for the Warriors. Um, and Fanua Blake has probably been the form forward in the moment. So go with him to be man of the match. And I'm actually going to go Ewan Aiken to score the next try for the Warriors. I, I sat up here thinking I was tipping the Warriors and I'm, I'm second guessing myself. I'm going to stick solid being in New Zealand. And I think it's going to be a nice grinding game. Like you say, I think it's I think 28-22, something like that's going to be the vicinity. There'll be points on both sides. But uh, hopefully the Warriors score last. Now I've tipped them. Sean Johnson had a, has had a quietish month. So hopefully his kicking game uh, can steer them around the park and be the difference here over the teen um, Katoa on the other side. First try scorer, Dallin is red hot at the moment. And let's just stick with uh, stick with what's brung him to the dance. He's having a, an outstanding season and hopefully can score first. The Titans host the Rabbitohs at Seabus, 5.30 Saturday night. Sam Verrills comes back to onto the bench. They're playing two hookers there, plus Aaron Clark. Uh, Keone Keeney is the fullback because Jaden Campbell's moved to six. And Ken Mamalo is on an extended bench. Sorry, just reading that wrong. No Liam Knight for the Bunnies. Cameron Murray's been named to start Saturday night. I assume you want to play. He may play off the bench. He's done that in the past and play 45. Uh, everything looks pretty much as normal. Arrow is in the on the bench as well. Shaq Mitchell, Daniel Saluka for feet. So four forwards on the bench. Uh, just looking through the rest. Yeah, everything else is what you'd expect. No Latrell with injury, but Campbell Graham named. I haven't heard an update since he didn't play Origin. I'm going to – I have to tip South. have to tip them to get back into this game. I can see, as I think they've done every game this year, I can see the Titans scoring first uh, and scoring well. So I'm going to yep. go with uh, uh, Khan Pereira, first try scorer. Stripping aside there, uh, very interesting to see what the young fullback brings to the table. I think from memory, he was quite sharp in one of the trials at the start of the year. And he played a little bit last week. Uh, but I, I just think they'll fall in a heap again. I can see this perhaps blowing out tail end. Uh, if South can get all their stuff back together, I'm going to go South 13 plus late. And Cody Walker, point to prove. Some origin spots potentially up for grabs. So man of the match. Not that he's been playing badly by any means. He's been uh, outstanding. 
Yeah, I'm going with you with the man of the match for Walker as well. I think he'll be the difference. Uh, he'll be the one to, to provide the opportunities more, more so than the than his opposition. I'm tossing up between 1 to 12 and 13 plus. I've got a feeling, obviously, you've got the likes of Fafita who have played 70-odd minutes. Tino, who had a big shift in origin as well. Both who have been basically the heartbeat for this forward pack for this team. Um, Add Mo, but can he do it on his own for the last 20 minutes of this game when I think these two guys may just fade out towards mm. the back of 20 minutes? Of no foreign game. as well is a big outer. I probably should have made more of a point of that in terms of them not Absolutely. turning into complete. Uh, I think I might just bump it up to 13 plus, to be honest. Um, Cowan Kulamatangi now back, uh, one week back. A little bit rusty last week, but I think he'll be back close to his best form and I'm going to tip him for first try scorer in this game. He may even get a double and his way to hopefully... I've really enjoyed what I've seen out of him for the last year and a half, and I, I don't think he's out of place with his jersey on me uh, in a couple of weeks' times. Hoping he may end up in one of those bench spots for New South Wales in a couple of weeks. Beauty. We've got uh, 7.30 Saturday night. The second-place Sharks host the third-place Broncos clash of the round. And the Sharks mm. welcome back Talakai in the centres. Nico, obviously, will back up uh, from his night out the other day, and everything else is what you'd expect there. The bench, Graham, Williams, Hazelton, Halman, Ueli. For the Broncos, Corey Oates named on an extended bench again, so I don't know how close he is. Walsh, Haas, Flegler, all named, Carrigan all named. I assume they will back up because they tend to do so. This is an interesting one. I I don't know. I think you'll see a few less minutes out of um, the likes of Kerrigan and Hass, but you'll expect they've they've like proved this. us wrong before when we've said that, by the way. But yes, I know what you mean. Hmm. Uh, I'm I'm just going to go with the freshness of the Sharks to to prevail in the end. I still would like to see some better execution and um, a full eighty minutes out of them before I trust them. But absolutely, I think fatigue can play its part here. Nico, you know getting stuck into some of these very tired forwards from about 60 minutes on. His running game is going to be very important here. And when they're at the oh, best... He'd be absolutely filthy, I would imagine. Well, you have two touches of the ball and the first one he dropped off the short short drop out. Yeah. And then got beaten on the outside twice, I'm pretty sure. Um, first one wasn't his fault, but the second one was. He really should have made a much better effort on the second attempt to make a tackle. And played for what... 10 or 11 minutes, so I'd assume he was going to be filthy and want to have his hands all over yeah. Whether it's a detriment to him or not, whether he tries too hard and starts doing some shit, I don't know. I think he'll be right. I'm going to give him man of the match, uh, and I'm going to say first try, as I was about to say, is uh, his running game will link perfectly, and uh, they are the best backline execution team in the comp when they get it right. So first try, scorer. let's go with Katoa this week. Uh, again, beating a, a Cobo backing up. So what do you reckon? Yeah, it's, um, very similar. I think it'll be a very tough match for probably 40 or 50 minutes and then fatigue may play a part at the back end. I think the Sharks may jump out to an early lead and then Brisbane pour their way back into it and possibly even push back in front. And hopefully the Sharks do come home in that last 20 or 30 minutes. Um, this exciting ball play and spreading the ball wide causing a few problems out there. Uh, some the Talakai coming back is interesting, whether he's going to be 100% fit. He has had a couple of weeks out, so I don't know 
what the extent of that neck injury was, but he'd be interesting uh, up against, I'm pretty sure he'd be uh, aiming up against Farnworth, so he'll have his hand, oh no, Stags, it's him and Stags, isn't it? So he'll have, his, um, he'll have his work cut out there with the physical battle out there with Stags, and um, Farnworth's another interesting one, he's been fantastic recently, and um, <clears throat> Raymond's not known as the best defender in the world out there either, so they may get a bit of joy out there at different times. I'm expecting somewhere around mid-20s for probably both teams and hopefully the Sharks won as well. Nico should be man of the match. He generally is if they win. I'm expecting to have a huge involvement and I'll go with uh, Kennedy, first try scorer. Sweet play that doesn't end up on the winger's chest and he goes himself. <laughs> Two o'clock Sunday, the Roosters host the Bulldogs at Alia at Industri- Industri- Industry Group Stadium, Gosford. It's about to say Allianz, yeah? Uh, Yes, Tedesco named to back up Tupo's back on an extended bench, so we may well see him. We've okay. got uh, all the big changes. Brandon Smith, Victor Radley not in the side. Jake Turpin's named to start. Drew Hutchinson is the 14. Nathan Brown keeps his bench spot. Angus Crichton uh, also on the bench with Tupanua starting at lock. There is a big part of me that just wants to tip the dogs here because I think there's some rock bottom going on at the moment with the Roosters. Uh, oh, better talk about the, the Bulldogs team. Yeah, they, they're playing too. Um, Sutton's back. He's starting at prop. Uh, Josh Reynolds at 14. Max King's the other prop. Ockenbohr, Preston, Waddell, the back row. Uh, the rest is what they usually what they usually are. As I was about to say, yeah, there's a, a sense that Bulldogs might hit them at the right time, but I've got concerns about the the Bulldogs middle still at the moment. And I can see, look, they only have to strip back and place, which we've been crying for, for six weeks, uh, play straight and direct and just get these forwards running forward. And I think the Roosters are good enough to win this one to 12. I'm going to say man of the match, Jared Uri Hargraves, uh, just owning the middle there. we get a very strong 45 minutes out of him. First try scorer. Uh, it'll be Nat Fletcher off Keery, I'll suggest. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I just think the back rows will be stronger for a bit longer out of the Roosters with the likes of Brown and um, Crichton coming into this game at different points. Um, Going to cause some problems for these outside defenders in Dogs who have do have a tendency of being a little bit soft just on the outside edges of the ruck through their halves and centers. I think you may see a few, a few tries come through Roosters there. I'm still not overly convinced. So it's 375 just telling me to have a bet on the dogs, which probably will end up happening by the time we get around to this game. But um, probably going to be looking at five bucks, one to 12. So it may, it may even have a little go at that. But wouldn't surprise me if the dogs won. I'm tipping the Roosters one to 12. Man of the match. Let's give it to Tedesco. I know he's backing up and he ran 200 metres or whatever, but I think he may just have a point to prove and if he's following these second rowers which should be his job for the night he might end up with a try or two try assist in there so give that to him and um yeah first try scorer i'll go the other side who's on the, who's on the other side of that egan just egan yeah cowboys at four o'clock host the storm up there they have uh well Zach Labert in the centres, Cole Felt. Looks pretty much pretty similar to last week's team. 
The Origin players are all on an extended bench right now. Holmes, Cotter, Tuolangi. I'd imagine most of them back up by Sunday. So this team could change. Nanai is back as well as is one Jason Tamalolo on an extended bench. So keep an eye out for them. They could be back to full strength sooner rather than later. For Melbourne, Munster backs up. Grant backs up. And their team looks pretty much exactly like it did last time around. Can you see an upset here at all? No, I'll be sticking with the storm. I think even the Cowboys have already shown, even at full strength, they're at their best. They've only been at their best, what, once or twice this year out of, out of 12 games. Even at their best, I think the storm will give them a shake. Um, it'll be a very close game uh, if they're at their best. But I'm going to back the, the skill of uh, Jerome Hughes to get the <clears throat> get the storm home in this one. I think he's pivotal again in your their... Uh, try scoring attempts and have him as man of the match and we'll go with um, Justin Ollams for the first try, Storm 1-12. Took the words out of my mouth, Justin Ollams, uh, young Zach Labert's going to have to learn to tackle the, you know, moving granite in Justin Ollams. So first try scorer going there and I agree that Jerome Hughes will get this, get the job done here. He's been pretty good the last month, so uh, he'll do that again could even be a late blowout, but I'll stick one to 12 for the sake of the record. And we wrap up with Penrith at Bluebet, 6 PA, 6.15, hosting the Dragons. Penrith are unchanged, but there is uh, one Isaac Tango named on an extended bench, and Mail is he's pretty close to being back. Spencer Lenu named as well, so hopefully he's uh, come through his ordeal. May well come into the seventeen. Uh, Crichton, Tuo, Luai, Cleary, and Yo all named to start. We'll see how that pans out. I would imagine out of all of them, probably they'll be likeliest to rest, maybe play half a game of Yo. But again, it's a, a decent turnaround for him by a Sunday night. For the Dragons, no Jack Bird. He's out for a couple of weeks now. Uh, the Molo brothers stay in the front row. Billy Burns, Jaden Sewer, Jack DeBellin moves back to lock. And who would come on to the bench? Uh, who have we got there? Jaden Hunt, Josh Kerr, uh, wrap up the interchange. Panels to get the job done here. Uh, I think the Dragons will be brave. I think they're playing it, played a not too bad last week and um, coming here against a tiring Penrith team who, might well, who may well hook a few stars late. I'm going to go Penrith 1-12, to 12, uh, but a comfy 1-12. to 12. Man of the match, Dylan Edwards, he... Uh, one has a point to prove, I suppose. We've said that a lot tonight, uh, so why not keep the cliche going? But he'll be fresh and run 200-plus metres and do all the stuff that he usually does. First try scorer, Tyrone Peachy, because uh, he's been pretty good there lately. If it's not him, I suppose Tungo goes all right too. Yeah, he comes back and he scores instead. Yeah. Um, you watch this fucking Pender combination that they were talking about for the last two weeks. Come Score out here 72. And click yeah. and blow the fucking Dragons out of the water in the first there'll half be, an hour. There'll be minutes. belly of the ball bombs. There'll be, you know, yeah. spinning grubbers. There'll be backflip. Grubbers in behind the whatever. line, short balls, inside, outside angled runs, and they'll just tear this fucking defence apart and it'll be 30, 40 mil at half time, and then they'll take them off. <laughs> Pender 13 plus. I like your Edwards thing. I think... Um, He's always in and about the top sort of three or four players every week and probably going to be one of the freshest ones out there. So wind him up and give him a couple of tries from the end of the match. And I'm going to go with Taruba first try. I'm going to go one extra one extra pass and get it past 
Will you try assist for Tyrone? I hope it's Targo because Peachy probably won't pass it. Ah. <laughs> Last resort, say. Uh, beautiful. Do you need a minute for your master class, disaster class, or whatever? Plaster class? Disaster class, I think. Yes, tapped. Have you got a bet for us, or do you want a minute? Uh, give us a minute. Right, Oban, lay it on us. Yeah, so <laughs> we've got another 50, minus 310 for yourself, minus 322.50 for me. I'm going to go with Justin Ollum, first try scorer. We both tipped it in this Melbourne game. Uh, $16, I'm going to have $15 on that one. I mentioned before, uh, I'm going to go Dogs 1 to 12, Tigers 1 to 12, two outsiders there in both their matchups. You're going to get $16 for that as well. So I'll have $15 on that. And then I'm going to go a three, three leg anytime try score multi. Pulitalo, Allen, Tenny Zelezniak, and Campbell Graham. Going to have $20 on that at $5.50. I'm going to go 20 bucks on. Let's start the weekend with a, with a winner. 20 bucks on Junior Tupo first try at around 12 bucks for the Tigers on Friday night. 20 bucks on Khan Pereira coming in fresh to score first against the Bunnies. And 10 bucks on, uh, as I get smoked out here, uh, on uh, Nat Butcher, first try scorer at around, call it as 19 or 20 bucks, first try scorer there. Uh, as we've demonstrated, chances are you're about to lose. Uh, what's got you frothing <laughs> uh, this weekend? Oh, that's one of the better calls I've heard for a while. Saturday for mine, uh, back to the Saturday three games and a back-to-back Super Saturday. Uh, I think they're all going to be pretty good games of football as well uh, when you look at who's up against each other. Personally, obviously, it's the Broncos-Sharks matchup for mine, second versus third at the moment. And it's, a, it's a big test for both teams to see where they're going to sit at the end of uh, origin times. So, yeah, Super Saturday for me. I love the three games on a Sunday too. Uh, it makes me happy. It makes uh, the rest of my family much less happy, but stiff shit. <laughs> uh, what's got me frothing? I'm looking forward to seeing if the Tigers can continue. Uh, uh, the clash of Bateman and Hallsbury and Co. I think is going to be super exciting. Uh, and same as you, that Saturday night main event, we're going to learn a lot from. Uh, and if the Broncos can win that on the back of what they did last week, with blokes pack, uh, backing up, I think you've got to at least show them a oh, bit more of their respect than what perhaps a couple of uh, judges may be doing. Thank you, Barn. Go and sleep, buddy. We will be back Tuesday night, I believe, to do it all again. Uh, we'll double down and get everything out Tuesday night. Enjoy the footy this weekend, guys. Uh, be good yourselves. Bye-bye. See ya.